So we're kicking off 2023 and the Bite Size series, the really important one, and it's Barriers Encountered by Women in Strength and Conditioning. And Sophia Nymphius, Brian Garrity, and Lorena Torres do an unbelievable job in shedding some light on what it's like out there for women in strength and conditioning and coaching at large. So really interesting episode. A little bit sad at times, well, very sad at times, um, but something that everyone should definitely hear and definitely hear again on this podcast. So big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. If you're looking for a free solution to be able to collect, analyze, visualize, and present data to coaches, check out AMS Lite, and that's AMS Lite from Rock Daisy at rockdaisy.com. Over to you, Lorraine. I'd like to get a bit of a, a personal perspective, if possible. Um, and just any any experiences that you've had, like Sophia said, um, apart from you working in the, the kind of position that you do as a female in male sports, what's that journey been like? Is there any experience that you've had which feeds into what both Sophia and Brian have, have said? Yeah, and to your first question, um, we're talking about this now, but I've experienced that in my personally since 20 years ago. So it's nothing. It's not that it's new, we are aware now. Probably the women like Sophia or I, that we've been doing it for years, we are talking about it now, but it's a, it has been my whole life. So personally, um, I knew I wanted to be a strength coach and I wanted to work with the best possible athletes in my country. So that include uh, women and men. Um, and what I experienced is, a completely lack of support from the people that is hiring and the people that makes the decision when they have to put together a staff. So I was lucky because I had good mentors that put me in positions that I was able to learn and prove. My whole life has been about proving I'm good. I can be good at this. And um, you need somebody giving you that opportunity. The same way that now an MBA team gave me the opportunity. Um, so the feeling of I have to prove that I'm better than these, 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 and that men, just because I'm, it's, it's not, I'm not a feminist. It's just like, I'm good. Why do, why do, can I have an opportunity? But at some point in my career, I was in one of the best professional clubs, teams, organizations in my country. And I was with the academy and, you know, I wanted to like, improve get better with with the senior teams and i was told you're never going to be with a senior team because you're a woman and they want you can be with them because you are a woman i've been told this and i left one of the best teams in my country because i thought it's completely unfair and um that's the type of experiences that i had during my life like having to fight for things that I've been told you're not gonna go, you're not gonna get to the highest level because you are a woman and quit. And because of that, I think a lot of women just stopped trying. It was never the right time to have kids. It was never the right time because if I stop, I'm gonna get out of the loop. So I have to sacrifice a lot of things to be where I am now. And hopefully that helps other women to you know, have the opportunity to get those jobs and still have a family and still stay in their country and um, things like that. I don't regret anything, I'm doing what I want. And sometimes I think I've been seeing like ambitious. I don't know why, because I can guarantee you that there are more ambitious men than I am, um, but just because you want to fight for things and equality as we're talking today here. 
Does that mirror your experiences, Sophia? Listen, I'm just going to nod my head. It hurts me. It like, <laughs> like you can feel. You'll get. Like yeah. you can feel someone like the empathy there. It's just like, I can't even talk about it. It's, it's really hard to listen almost. It's easier when it's your own story because you found a way to, to reckon it and, and, and to um, be, I guess, okay with it. Cause if you weren't okay with it, um, finding a way to be okay with your story, you would leave. And, and, and this is part of that. And, um, you know, to talk about what, what both Lorena and, and Brian have said is, is, is the funny thing is they're talking about these two different things, like colliding. You've got societal and organizational problems. You've got major societal and organizational problems. And then you've got personal and interactional problems from a, from your own, like you have to not just be good, but you have to constantly defend yourself and you have to constantly be on your toes. And when you walk in a room, the assumption is you're not good. And then you have to fight from the assumption of not good to get a almost backhanded compliment of, wow, you really surprised me. You know your stuff. And you know how many people say that and they think they're being genuinely supportive. It is like, I rather you just be an asshole and say, there was no way I would have previously listened to you. Just say that. Don't give me the backhanded compliment of, oh, you surprised me. Well, what was fucking surprising about it? I have no idea. And like, that's, that's, the, that's the personal and like, the, this is clearly my emotional side. But then the other side of it is I sit back and I look and I, I see all of the things we're doing and, and um, you know, we want other women to be out there so that you, you can see it and you, you can be inspired. But we end there. Like people are like, okay, look at this inspirational story. And you know what we're not doing? Taking responsibility that these organizations have created a system and in, in, including the system that society has created that they created a system that has perpetuated these biases, but their solution is to fix the women. Well, that's a load of bullshit. <laughs> and so 90% of the times we get on these talks and everyone's like, well, can we start a women's group? Listen, this is not to say we shouldn't, but could you stop trying to fix me and start trying to fix you? Start trying to fix the system we're sitting in and I have to fight every day on top of, yes, every sacrifice that we've had and on top of being fucking fantastic. You can't even be just adequate at your job. You have to be fantastic. Do you know how exhausting that is? Well, if you don't, let me tell you, it is exhausting. And so when I when I hear you speak, Lorena, like I... I, I, I should say a couple of things in Spanish so that we don't, you know, so that we only offend <laughs> like a couple of the people in our community. But like, I get it. And um, and wow. what happens is, is you have to reach out, <laughs> you have to reach out. And there are days that I, I swear to you, I have messaged Brian and just ranted just because I wanted someone to listen uh, so that I don't quit. So that's our problem. It's not women aren't our problem. The system's our problem. So I think even the way we phrase it is a problem. 
just to confirm, swearing is okay. Mm. I'm glad you've taken that answer, Fear. So that's fine. I'm just confirming that everyone else get involved. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, I, as a as a professor, by the way, too, like full time prof now, like I actually worry about swearing. It's weird, like in, in higher ed, because if I acted like I coach, my teaching evaluations and the committees that evaluate me actually say I'm basically too abrasive, too aggressive, and the students too are like, you should be more professorial. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm I'm still a coach, and I still have been socialized in coaching and take on those roles. So it's it's a different kind of scenario. Um, why well, don't? Okay. And I, I'm curious to Sophia, you you I've been working with male my whole life. It's not that I'm a woman working with female sports. I, I'm a woman working with male sports my whole life. Basketball, tennis, golf, like whatever I work with. Um, and sometimes you could think because I've been told this, well you're a woman working with adult men, that can be a problem if you don't behave like like, you know, men and men, they're not going to have the female attraction issue. And I've never had an issue with that. So the athletes that could potentially could be the thing that you want to protect, like having female around them. Um, I mean, if you are a professional, I'm not saying all the women are going to be good. The same way that not all the men are going to be professional. Um have you like what are your thoughts on that because it's another thing that always in you know, my whole life have i don't know the word in english but um frustrated me it's like you you're wrong like your first statement is wrong with me the way i act with the players the way i, I interact with male like i've never flattering like i'm a professional above anything so do any comments on that thanks for tuning into this episode of pacey performance bite size so this clip came from episode number 302, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today, and look forward to chatting to you next time.